Well, my question in general was if we can uh, do anything for folks that have 1999 or, uh, you know, old equipment on their roof. That was the first question I had, just in general. Yeah, uh, we'll be happy to replace it for them. No. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit more in more detail if we can and uh, kind of get an idea of what some of the objectives are and uh, there are a few other details. But uh, any, got a, any other? Yeah, I got a question. If there's none others, it's in reference to clockworks. And I know. Um, Doing things like that is supposed to go ahead and save time and labor off the maintenance agreement. If we go and Im implement clockworks at a site, are we able to reduce any of the hours off the current agreement to go ahead and add in hours from the clockworks agreement to kind of balance it out? That's a very good question. We're, we're still trying to capture what the economy is there, how much we do save. Um, so we're not really in a position right now to do that. Obviously, we've got to pay for clockworks and dynamic, and then we got to continue to make margins on on our maintenance contracts. But we we are uh, trying to track what savings we do uh, generate by making a technician more efficient. We're, we're just not quite ready yet. Uh, kind of put a number on that if you will gotcha we need to go through it a few times before we can commit to something like that yeah and that's probably a pretty good lead into what Paul is going to demonstrate today for uh, a customer in the Charleston market that uh, it, it kind of shows some of the insights and stuff into what we go into the service or what is going to the service teams. I don't know if anyone else has any questions. If not, then Paul can share his screen and kind of kind of start demonstrating some of the some of the findings. Going because this is a uh, a new 
contract for the Charleston office. Um, so they are a very heavy energy user. Um, the median building uses a dollar sixty-four per square foot, and they're almost at eight dollars. So there's a lot of opportunity here. Um, so we kind of just discussed this with the customer. You know, here's that negative. 4% savings that we've seen, uh, but we just kicked things off. So this is really just zoomed in on a, a small area. Um, and so we actually showed them an example of another customer where we've had a, a savings tracker going on for longer and have been able to take uh, more action where we have kind of like a longer time frame. And so we talked about how what we, we want to see is uh, you know growing this green area with their building in terms of the total energy savings. Paul, would you would you explain that a little bit more, what that graph means and what the green and the different lines mean and the flags? There's a lot going on in there. Yeah, so the, the green area is just the cumulative energy savings um, over here. And then we're just, you know, the blue line is what's happening each month. So these are all stacking up into this area here, which is just a, you know, summation one month to the next. Um, no, not really. Um, these are filter change outs. Uh, and then the, the flags are just other maintenance uh, tickets where we had service calls over there and something was entered into uh, client view. So I'm just going to keep kind of breezing through this. We talked about a volatility forecast for their systems. Um, everything over here is relatively new and it's in good, good shape, right? So the conversation isn't really about planning for which equipment they're going to need to replace due to age, but rather uh, finding operational impacts um, for set points, scheduling, and reducing that cost per square foot, because that's really our, our goal with this customer. Um, so we can see that the performance and efficiency categories are, are scoring a little bit lower. Um, so we just gave a screenshot of one of the dashboards we use in Clockworks to look at their equipment, but we can actually just look at this um, together on the call. We just, you know, we didn't want to dive into this sort of detail with the customer. So here's our dashboard um, for Charleston Surgery Center. We're just looking at a zone equipment dashboard. Um, I can see the different pieces of equipment here, um, and this is really just looking at VAVs on this uh, page here. So what we're seeing is that things are just not scheduled to turn off. So this is taking a, a binary point, just zero or one. Um, off or on, and when it's on or when the value is 
one, it's green, and when it's off, it's uh, clear, white, or zero. So we have a lot of green here, right? And we can just see that for each hour, you know, it's probably taking multiple points within the hour, so that's where we're getting these fractions, because maybe this one did turn off for 30 minutes of that whole hour. Uh, you know, we're really seeing that none of these zones are turning off at all uh, overnight on the weekends. So we've got a lot of opportunity here just to start with uh, some scheduling. So we just talked through this with the customer and made a plan to, uh, to handle it there. It's a, it's a surgery center and they're pretty sensitive to shutdowns based on indoor conditions if they get out of a certain temperature or humidity range. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure that we understood just the, the critical nature of that environment. Um, and so we've come up with some changes that we uh, have documented and sent over to uh, Virginia is the name of our customer, just to detail uh, what we want to change with the building to start allowing things to run less. Um, so I can show one of the, the templates for what that looks like too. Uh, any questions just on this uh, dashboard here? something or kind of add on to what you're saying so you know if you notice we went through an IQ report with the customer and on that page you know it's it's analytics updated and it shows like a screenshot from the analytics here on clockworks but in there's a separation between our analytics you know who we're getting our analytics from whether that's building logics and clarity or clockworks and then what we're delivering to our our customers individually. So it really kind of just looks like, you know, from our IQ reports that Dynamic is presenting our findings, uh, you know, and Dynamics and TCS. So it's it's we're we're approaching them with, hey, this is what some of our analytics, our analytics has showed us, and so that that makes sense. We're not, we're not really going into the customer going uh, clockworks, you know, found this, this, and building logics did that. It's more just we and our analytics. So, that's a good point, Eric. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Here are, oh, I have one out. Um, you said that that uh, surgery center customer, Charleston Surgery Center, they have a concern about. Um, Conditions getting out of range, out of spec for their, for their surgeries. Um, do we have a concern that if we let them drift to a more efficient place during off hours, that we can't get them back to where they need to be before they have the surgeries? Yeah, that's a it's uh, a good point. Um, I think that's a good uh, lead into take kind of show how we're handling this here. So we've got two units. Um, one serves the 
the office portion of the building and the other serves the OR rooms. So we've given this, we've given them this uh, template where we describe our finding, the equipment, um, and some of the baseline and proposed conditions. So we're reducing the hours on just part of the weekend. So instead of running all day on Friday, we're going to turn it off or put it in the unoccupied mode at, at 8 o'clock. Um, they're not open on the weekend at all, so we're really just starting with, we have a full day of buffer to get back to the right conditions uh, on Sunday. Uh, or not a full day, but you know, nearly the entire evening. What, how big a setback are you going with when you do the unoccupied set points? Uh, so we're going from 65 to 77 and then 35 to 70% relative humidity. So, hey, I got a question, Paul. Um, okay. Have we looked at the cost to achieve conditions versus the cost to maintain conditions through that period of time to see what, what's more beneficial for a customer? I know usually it's cheaper to maintain the temperature humidity than it is to, uh, to achieve it. Well, Right now, they're they're maintaining it, and their equipment is running at all times, right? So it's a uh, I feel like it's a common misconception that when you turn equipment on, it's it's got to work harder, right? Or that it's going to use more energy in total turning it back on than letting it run you know, the whole time overnight. So letting it have a wider range for this period and then, you know, work to bring it back down is going to that save energy over maintaining those tighter tolerances the whole time. Yeah, to, to add on to that, we're, if you look at the changes we're making, we're coming back to occupancy on Sunday instead of Monday. So. Uh, we're not going right from unoccupied to occupants in the space and surgeries running. We're going to run it for 24 hours before they come back into the building. So we're going to we're going to start to capture, see how long it takes to get the building back, and what kind of load that uses. Um, but we're also doing it on an unoccupied building still. So the load will be the load would be less if there was people coming in and, and doors opening and closing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I just saw, um, when I saw the, the, uh, the RH set point uh, range go up so high, I know I usually have to turn everything on. To, I mean, it takes a lot more BTUs to use a coolant to get that, that leg low down. And, yeah, uh, that, that's you know, a good point, Chris. We, you know, we feel like we're taking a conservative approach with an upfront way to get it back in, in condition. But it is something we can monitor. Yeah. We have the ability to remotely monitor it. And it may be different in uh, January, February than it is in July and August. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd like to see a little trend down on that over the next little while, just out of curiosity. And the other thing that comes to mind is um, 
with the conditions, being it is a surgery center, um, it isn't, I would think that reaching those conditions um, would require another sterile cleaning in that room before before use again. And uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but just, just seeing the, the temperature and the humidity uh, would, would make me think that, that there would have to be another sterile cleaning based on my working knowledge around operating rooms and, and things of that nature. Yeah, we're, we're following kind of guidelines that's being done at other surgery centers. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate the yeah. input. Doesn't say what the regular set points are. I mean, how far out of off of the regular set point are you? I assume it's it's 70, 70 to seventy four or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's essentially it's in it's within range, so we're not losing the space, and we're not going. You know, we're going to let it drift probably three degrees higher, three degrees lower uh, for that saving. So what we're going to do is, you know, reduce the, the amount of time the electric heat comes on, uh, but. You know, to add on to a lot of the other things, the whole building is occupied and running 24-7. So that means the hot water boilers, and it's all electric reheat. So the hot water boilers just go to, like, the sterilization equipment. Uh, so there's a lot of equipment that, you know, is operating outside of their normal 5 to 6, Monday through Friday hours. So the, the plan is to start small, not lose the space, and then kind of track and see where we can where we can win going forward. Does that make sense? So it's a journey, really, Chris. It's not just like a, here's a, here's a solution to fix your building. Um, it's, a, it's a journey with the customer to make sure that we're not, you know, they're not losing comfort or production or surgeries or anything like that, and, and we're not um, shooting ourselves in the foot. Oh, yeah. And I agree. I just think it's pretty cool now we're going to be able to see um, what the cost is to achieve versus maintain. I mean, we'll have, we'll have some actual data to work with. Yeah, it's good. Pretty cool. We agree. Yeah. So, the other thing to keep in mind here is that they're occupied Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, to Eric's point of the journey, there's you know there's a lot of trimming we could do during the week that we're just choosing not to right now just because the delicate nature here um so todd to kind of you know go back into your question of you know do we have concerns that the space isn't going to be at the right conditions when it's time for them to operate you know we feel that this is conservative enough where they you know will be will be safe yeah i heard and i thought that was great i think the methodical just kind of bite off a little bit and see learn and see how long it takes to get back and see if there's any issues with equipment stopping and starting and if humidity goes back to where it needs to be fairly quickly. I think all that's a, a great approach. Take, take, take the baby steps for that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really about it. Um, as Eric mentioned, there are just some you know other opportunities to move forward with projects performance of this building, but it's, it's a new uh, customer for total comfort and dynamics, so, you know, we really kind of want to see what we can just do that's low-hanging fruit 
right now, you know, it's not going to involve a piping redesign for hot water system or a new controller or any of that. So we're just starting with, um, you know, something easy, right? A, a quick question, Paul. If you go back to that chart that showed right there all the the operating schedules, it are are those all running all the time because they're trying to get the air changes per hour, or is are they trying to keep up and satisfy but just can't satisfy the thermostat? Yes, sir. Yes. I mean, they're, yes, there are air changes per hour that they need to meet during surgery. Um, some hospitals actually set that back when the room is not occupied using an occupancy sensor. Um, so those conditions only need to be maintained uh, during a procedure, right? So if they're only open from six to five, you know, a lot of this time when they're on is just because everything is in an override. Because um, I think they had a few delays uh, where the space wasn't a temperature from the original scheduling and you know they kind of panicked and said okay now we just need to override everything so we're we're occupied maintaining this all the time right so there's a lot of fear yeah there's a lot of frustration with the previous control vendor um you know there was there was a there was building schedules up there originally and then what they did was just override the equipment on so those schedules are in there you can see what they had set up before and uh, it didn't. It didn't satisfy the, the customer. And what they were really focused on is three rooms or three or four rooms where the ORs are, right? I mean, and all the rest of this equipment is offices and other suites that you know definitely can be turned off or set back. So you know, as we as we kind of move forward, if we can't get the ORs back, but yet everything else is satisfied, then we'll we'll have to get a little bit more strategic with our strategy. But um, yeah, there, there's nothing that says that we can't, we won't be able to get this building back under control. It's a fairly new building, and everything seems well insulated and everything like that. So, it's it's pretty uh, ripe with opportunity here. You know, we have electrical rooms where the average temperature is 65. Um, there's just a lot of. good opportunity here and it, it's nice to just be able to take all the data out of these VAV boxes and kind of visualize it here if it's something that you know we can present to a customer and they're going to understand oh wow you know all this stuff is on all the time and that's costing me money so it's not like it's heating all the time right it, it, they're just on operating all the time like in fan mode or something I mean they they wouldn't be just blowing out heat in in January all the time, would they? No, probably not, because the some of the set points are so low. Right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, to that point, they're they're oh, they have overridden the discharge air temperature on both units to be at 55 degrees. So they're maintaining 55 degrees discharge air on the units. So running compressors at night when it's 45 degrees because there's no economizing really on the units either um, so that means that they're at night they're probably using an electric heat load that's completely unnecessary um, so there's a lot of energy I mean that's why their energy spend is at seven dollars versus dollar 60 you know what I mean so uh, it's 
you really you can say yeah they're not they're not heating all the time but they're definitely heating unnecessarily and cooling unnecessarily so it's like simultaneous heating and cooling Guys, how, how many square feet is that place? If we reduce their energy usage by four dollars, three dollars, three or four dollars a square foot, how many square feet is that, and how much money is that? They're eight. Yeah, the square footage is twenty-two thousand square feet, and their annual energy consumption is one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars a year. So, yeah, so it might be seventy-five, eighty grand that we could help them save just by addressing yep. this issue of. How long do you have to run the system so that they're ready when surgeries need to be performed? It could be seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars in savings. Our yeah. service agreement there. What's our? Is anybody in Charleston on the phone here? I mean, on this thing. What's our service agreement there? Does anybody know? I think it's around uh, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand bucks, and we can save them three times, four times that a year. Yeah. It's significant. Yeah, we walked the walked the site with the customer. And, and the words came out of her mouth that if we were, if we could rebuild this whole this whole building, we would. Um, so when you start thinking about the opportunities and the savings that we're going to save them annually, it's going to free up capital to rebuild and redesign stuff as we need to. So there's a another aspect of this too, and it's the the insight report that goes to the the service manager and dispatch, and and then kind of the closing of the loop on that as well. And we, we can share that in another call. I know we're, we're running tight on time today, but we'll be happy to share that on another call. And that's kind of the, one of the points that uh, Justin O'Brien had, had brought up earlier. But, uh, you know, ha- having those insights into the building and understanding how it's uh, operating and then being able to communicate that to the customer and then using that ECM energy conservation measure change form uh, kind of documenting what we're doing and being intentional about what we're doing and, and good clear communication with the customer and our team is, is vital and I think we've made a, a tremendous, tremendous amount of progress in that over the last year or so that one chart where it showed the green with the energy savings how was it calculating that automatically is that based on the last 12 months and what it used to be, or is there a way that it's tracking the energy savings each month like that? On uh, Clockworks? I don't know, where you had that green graph that was going up showing all the savings each month. Oh, that was a, uh, a savings tracker for another facility. Okay, I got you. Yeah, that was just a demonstration of, of for another building. Gotcha. But that is that is data from the savings tracker, which is uh, information pulled directly from the energy company meters, gas and electric. That that's that's a reason it's it's important, especially for dynamic customers, that we we get that savings tracker established so we can show the the, the big picture view of, of what's being saved. Any any other questions or comments? <clears throat> All right. Well, it's eleven fifty nine, so I think we're right on schedule. But if any anything comes up, 
please feel free to reach out to me, Paul, or Eric. And Scott. Just... All right. Have, have a great day. Great.